We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that. And welcome to episode 71 of the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is the episode for March 2013, and I'm your host, Scott, SL9854. And this is Nikki, DZ8397. And this is Andy, ID8169. And sitting in, spying on you all, uh, this is Amy, TD101. Awesome. <laughs> so the 501st Legion, as an overview, uh, is sitting currently at 6,040 members. That's 6,040 members with over 10,000 costumes. We have 10,029 approved costumes in the Legion. Is that fantastic or what? Yes. We, it, yeah, That's over 10,000 mark. We're over the 10,000 mark for costumes. So this is pretty fantastic news for us and for the Legion. In this episode, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of things. Stair climbing troopers, troopers rubbing elbows with derby girls, uh, an exciting trip for R2KT in the very near future, and of course, our troopers raising thousands of dollars for charity and bringing smiles to kids' faces. So stay tuned. For our uh, first bit of recent news, we want to offer congratulations to the newly installed, as of March 1st, Legion Commanding Officer Amy, TB101 from Illinois, who is, was able to join us for the podcast tonight, and as well as her Executive Officer Nick, TK6273 from Australia. So, Amy, introduce yourself. Well, other than your name, because I already did it. <laughs> Hi everybody! Uh, I'm really happy to be here. This is this is something new for me. So uh, if I get a little silly, bear with me. I just tend to get a little silly when I'm talking to people. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm really deeply honored to uh, to actually be able to take over the LCO position. And we we have a lot of things that we're going to be working on this year. And hopefully for for Legion members, they're going to see a lot of improvements that they've been requesting. And 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 hopefully everything goes smoothly. You know, if we all continue to work together well, we we shouldn't have any problems. So. Excellent. Now, uh, a lot of our listeners are the general public, um, so they have no visibility to um, your election campaign and, and what you talked about in there. So I didn't know if you wanted to like, kind of briefly run down what maybe your three big goals are um, for your term and stuff like that. Well, we're going to be well. First and foremost, we're going to be changing the front page of the website uh, in 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 reaching out to the public in general. Um, right now, it's it's been sitting the way that it is for a number of years now, and we, I think that we need a fresh new look for it, make it a little bit more easier for the public and our own members to navigate. Uh, that's that's one of the big things. Um, make uh, the charity blog and and uh, the PR kits more readily available. The how to join to be more prominent uh, and to add a link to the Galactic Academy as well for those. Uh, those uh, those under 18 who would like to join and um, are not able to find that information readily on our, our 501st site. Um, that's another uh, a big thing. Um, for the members themselves, we'll be working on uh, charter adjustments, uh, just fixes with our the way we do things, policy and procedure. 
and uh, hopefully just uh, increasing communication between all members uh, as a whole. So to get the units and the detachments and everybody working together towards the same goals. I mean, we have the same goals. We just have different means of getting there. We just need to be a little more cohesive with each other in, in how we get there. Speaking of the Galactic Academy, we're actually going to be talking to them later on in this episode so people can find out all about them during that segment. That's great. Yeah, the headmaster, both headmasters, uh, uh, Scott and I had the privilege of meeting uh, back at Alcon this past weekend in, in Dallas, and both really fantastic guys. I can't think of two better people to have uh, leading the way with, those, with the children. They're both great with the kids, and, and I have a lot of, of strong expectations for them. So <laughs> These are our future troopers, so absolutely. Yeah. We want the best for our kids, for sure. All right. Anything else that you want to mention to our listeners? Uh, no, I think that, that about wraps it up for me. Yeah. So thanks, Amy. And we have a surprise for you. Guess who has joined us on the call now? We have Nick, our new LXO. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the 501st cast. Glad Thank you could you. make it. Glad to be here. It's only, uh, it was a long flight, but I managed to get there. <laughs> <laughs> you had to fly to the 501st cast? Yeah. They lost my luggage again, but, you know, what can you expect? <laughs> <laughs> Typical. I know, it's sort of backwards that you were he- here in Dallas, and then we don't get you on the 501st cast until they're all with the way back home. Yeah, yeah and at least, at least you guys can split my, my portion of the beer now. <laughs> nice. Gladly. <laughs> I don't think troopers drink beer. <laughs> Blue milk, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so did you want to uh, let any of our listeners know a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm... Um... I'm Canadian by way of Tasmania. I moved down here a few years ago, so everybody keeps asking me, oh, you're not Australian, you don't have the funny voice. So um, that, that helps explain it a bit. Um, and, yeah, Amy's asked me to um, to be on her team for the LXO for this year, and I said yes. So you'll see me around the place, I'm sure. I've, um, I'm quite opinionated, and I'm not uh, not too ashamed to share those um, those opinions with people. So yeah. any questions, feel free to send me a PM and ask. Definitely a good policy. And don't forget to shine your armor, kids. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's armor. No bedazzling your cod pieces again. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we um, all appreciate that. <laughs> well, we, we've, we've had people down here joke about it. I'm waiting for the day when it happens. It's only a matter of time. So we've got to start adding that into the uh, operational guidelines? No bedazzling your cod pieces? No bedazzling, no bedazzling a cod piece. That'll actually be a new status in the CRLs, the bedazzled trooper. (laughs) (laughs) We've we've got Disco Trooper, we've got Elvis Trooper. I mean, it's only a matter of time. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you had a chance to stop in and say howdy, sir. Well, I was um, glad to be able to stop in. It was good to to see everybody on the weekend. I had a blast while I was over in Dallas. It was great to meet so many troopers. So um, hopefully I'll be able to do that again in the near future. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Alcon later in the episode and uh, kind of give the fill-in as to, uh, you know, what went on over the weekend. So, uh, and that'll be nice. That'd be good. I'd like to remember. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, you guys have fun, and we'll um, undoubtedly talk to you all later on. Excellent. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Nick. My pleasure. After 10 years of building their forces and trooping hundreds of events, our Legion brothers and sisters in Mexican garrison have officially expanded to form a second garrison in their country. Vader's Fifth is proud to welcome our newest unit, Skull Garrison. Visit them online at skullgarrison.com and be sure to like them on Facebook.
Huzzah! It sounds Skull Garrison. I want to go, Arr, Skull! <laughs> <laughs> they, work, they work so hard. The Mexican Garrison has worked so hard to, to create the growth that they have. So it's, it's really phenomenal for them to, to be able to branch out to another Garrison. Absolutely. So got awesome. They're, they're doing a great guys. job. Uh, well, uh, uh, Amy mentioned uh, a few minutes ago here, uh, we were down at AllCon in Dallas this past weekend. And uh, while we were there, we had the chance to do a couple of Legion. So for those of you that aren't familiar with the uh, fan film Pink 5, the creator-director, Trey Stokes, was uh, with us on site at AllCon to present the final episode of the Pink 5 saga. And uh, with everything that has happened with the Pink 5 award, or the Pink 5 series uh, being you know, part of the George Selected Awards for the first time in 2003, uh, we thought it only appropriate to induct Trey Stokes into the Legion as a friend of the Legion. So uh, he was inducted by myself and Nick Bishop. Uh, as well as Amy Earhart, who is the star of the Pink Five saga, Stacy, the fantastic X-Wing pilot that we've all come to know and love. So uh, Trey accepted the award on her behalf, and we're really proud to have been able to bring them into the Legion as friends of the Legion. Um, uh, also, Michael Gregory uh, was brought in as an honorary member for his work in the Star Wars The Old Republic game. Michael has been in hundreds of films, and you probably have seen him in uh, roles in RoboCop and others, uh, and he was also inducted by myself and Nick Bishop uh, into the Legion. We're very, very happy to have them. Well, as we mentioned in our last episode, our newly minted Russian outpost has been working on interviewing their fellow Legion units. There's three new interviews that have been posted since last month. Check out the links in our show notes to read about Nordic Garrison, Pacific Outpost, and Czech Garrison. Earlier this year, the shoe project kicked off. What is the shoe project, you ask? Well, similarly to the various helmet projects, the shoe project is an artist-focused charity endeavor where 10 pairs of sparkling white band sneakers are transformed into Star Wars-themed works of art. Bands generously supplied the 10 pairs of plain white lace-up canvas shoes Spearheaded by 501st Mid-South Garrison, the shoes will be showcased at Lexington Comic and Toy Convention in Kentucky. Following the con, they will be auctioned on eBay with 100% of all the money raised going to the UK Children's Hospital. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Star Wars Shoe Project. And thanks to Tyler TK1143 of Mid-South Garrison for orchestrating this charity project. For our next segment, I thought we would talk a little bit about the announcement that was recently made for the future of Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon. So has everyone read the announcement that was on (laughs) (laughs) StarWars.com? No, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We read it, but we didn't have to like it. Well, I was I was uh, one of those few that not few one of those that was sad to hear of the end of the Clone Wars cartoon because I have really rather enjoyed it, uh, and especially this last uh, season I thought has been rather spectacular with all the various arcs and uh, where it went with you know uh, Admiral Tarkin and Ahsoka and everything that was happening. But I guess I completely understand exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah, I mean the what the gist of it that I was reading is that basically they they really want to refocus their efforts and not water it down and have their going in every direction at once. They want to you know close up certain loops so that they can focus on on their next projects, which I can understand that I guess. 
No, it makes sense. You want, I mean, with the films coming out, we we still don't know what the storyline will be for episode seven, and or how that could affect anything that's you know being done even now. So um, it's understandable uh, that they would want to do something like that. So you know, I'm just excited to see what happens now for the future. And you were uh, mentioning earlier that you read somewhere uh, that there will be a season six. Yeah, you know, I thought, well, I know that they had actually finished uh, filming quite a bit of season six already. And so I believe I read on one of the sites recently that the plan was to incorporate those episodes as sort of bonus features into the DVDs that might be released for the Clone Wars series eventually. So at least uh, it would give us some insight as to what was going to happen in the near future, uh, you know, after the season finale of uh, season five. Yeah, that'll be nice to have some sort of closure, I guess, for or uh, for people who are just dying to know what was out there and might potentially never be released. It's nice to know that they might actually release it, at least on DVD, even if it's not going to be on TV. Right. Season six, we all moved the base to Alderaan. <laughs> oh, it all makes sense now. I'm fine. <laughs> that explains why it ended so abruptly. <laughs> I'm just sad that uh, Detours has been postponed. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about that. That was something that was being um, put together by, what was it, Seth Green and Matthew yeah. Seinrich? Yeah. Yes. Sort of like a comedy type show? robot chicken-esque kind of uh, show, I believe. So, yeah, a lot of people ha- had known about it. I really personally haven't seen much about it. So, uh, Yeah, I think you- when I was reading about this was the first time I'd actually heard about it, sad to say. Yeah. But who I knows? That we won't That's- see too many more of the, the family guy, uh, the American dad type little spoofs that we've, we've come to enjoy so much. <laughs> yeah, you never know, right? Right. Well, they still got to do episode one through three. Yeah, that's true. All of those will be good. <laughs> Nobody better mess with that. Just kidding. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt Senright. And this is Seth Green. And this is Tom Root. And this is Doug Goldstein. We are the brain trust of Robot Chicken, and you are listening to the 501st cast. Mission reports. On January 13th, the Dune Sea Garrison had the pleasure of spending the day supporting one of the best authors in the Star Wars universe, Timothy Zahn. He was in town for the signing of an uh, event of his ninth Star Wars novel, Scoundrels. He was accompanied by a full security detail, uh, two stormtroopers, TIE pilot, an Imperial gunner, Cad Bane, and all by special invite, uh, as well as that rebellious droid, R2-D2. Boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. That was me being R2. All right. <laughs> it was an honor for the Legion members to be able to meet and support Mr. Zahn and listen to his tales of working with our favorite characters for all these years. Um, it was uh, also quite comical when Mr. Zahn had to say that he actually tried to name his book Solo's Eleven uh, due to the main story being about the major heist involving multiple players with various skills. And it was starring Brad Pitt in the book, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, somebody named that. Uh, it was decided, obviously, that it would not be worth the legal battle uh, with the popular movies of the same name, so we were left with Scoundrels, which I actually prefer, and I love the, uh, the front cover artwork. Um, we're going to have a link to the event page uh, the bookstore has set up in our show notes. It'll be uh, www.changinghands.com, event slash on something January 13. Make sure you check the show notes. It's all there. And we want to give a big thanks to Dune Sea's public relations officer for that report. 
Then on February 2nd, members of Great Lakes Garrison and their Rebel Legion counterparts joined the Grand Prix Madonnas and the defunct All-Stars for the Detroit Derby Girls Star Wars Night at the historic Masonic Temple in Detroit. After the obligatory group photos with the teams, Legion members headed outside to mingle with the Derby fans waiting outside to enter. Once the doors opened, the official photo ops began. Fans of all ages were very excited to see all the Star Wars characters, which included Chewie, Darth Vader, Boba Fett, a Jedi, a bunch of stormtroopers, TIE fighter pilot, and a biker scout. And they all found themselves mobbed by fans who were waiting to pose with some of their favorite characters. Next up came the pregame parade, which found uh, Legion members marching around the track to Star Wars music and clips, which were played on a big screen. Then they took to the track again at halftime to mingle with the fans. Plus, there was also a costume contest and course more photo ops while a live band played in addition to bringing some exposure to the derby girls the derby girls star wars night also helped raise almost 500 dollars in the 50 50 raffle that was donated to the boys and girls club in the name of the 501st the rebel legion and derby girls we'll have a link to pictures in our show notes and thanks to dave tk9241 for that report so have any of you guys done derby events before i haven't you know, the shorts just don't fit me right, so I got to <laughs> that. I don't know, Scott. You've got the girlish figure to pull them off. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would like to see uh, Derby done Star Wars style, like TKs on skates. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, just make sure it's not your, your, your cannon armor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it took a lot of abuse. <laughs> As we mentioned on the last episode of the 501st cast, Carolina Garrison teamed up with the South Carolina Stingrays for NerdCon night on February 8th. Members of the Garrison hosted a great 501st Legion table in the main concourse of the North Charleston Coliseum, where they displayed an impressive amount of props as well as freebies from the Empire. A local comic shop who also had a table even brought over some Star Wars comic books to place on the 501st table for giveaways. In addition to photo ops, Legion members went out on the ice during the first admission to play games. They rode on the fan Zamboni and walked on the ice with the robots from the local students' robotic club and threw out T-shirts during the second intermission. Sounds like they had a fun night. Thanks to Jason TD5945 for that report. And kudos to Ronald, TI19538, Jason's dad, for getting his TIE pilot armor recently approved and giving his son Jason the opportunity to once again play Star Wars with his dad. That's really cool. <laughs> That's really cool. Exactly. Star Wars on ice, that could be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Amy, you're joining us uh, for this episode. Do you want to uh, uh, take us down to the Garrison Excelsior mission report? I'd love to. Uh, this is uh, Garrison Excelsior at Kids Fest. And right. also, as we mentioned last episode, Garrison Excelsior once again troops Entercom's Kids Fest in Gates, New York on Saturday, February 16th. There were seven Legion members able to attend, and they were ably supported by volunteers from the charity being supported that day, the Italian-American Coalition for Kids. At the end of the event, over $1,300 was raised to the charity. We'll have a link to photos in our show notes. Thanks to Nikki, DZ8397, for that report. Back to that charity bit. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> that, that, is, that is great. And yeah. that was uh, basically thanks to um, the toy light swords. So that's, that's great. 
when whenever we are able to generate a big donation, it's really all due to the fact that the the patrons to the event that we're at are willing to buy those toilet swords, even though I'm sure they have you know 15 of them at home. Um, there's still I've got a whole chandelier made out of those things. <laughs> exactly. <Dang it. laughs> well, you know they are LEDs in there. They're kind of cool. I know. Maybe you they could, could make a chandelier out of them. <laughs> but because it's a light your front walkway. Sure. <laughs> So, in another event that we mentioned last episode, Empire City Garrison and the Rebel Legion's Echo Base were invited by the USS Intrepid to attend Space Day at the Intrepid Air and Space Museum in New York City on President's Day, February 18th. As you probably know, the Intrepid is a nonprofit museum in New York City, and they graciously made arrangements and accommodations for a large enough space that neighboring units, Garrison Corita, Connecticut Garrison, New England Garrison, and Northeast Remnant Garrison were also able to participate. It was a great clear day with some very cold temperatures outside, but everyone braved the elements to attend. With over 40 characters on the floor at one point, literally thousands of guests were able to take photos throughout the day and get some autographs as well. Throughout the day, ECG ran a table and beanbag toss, instead of Blast a Trooper, for charity. They were able to raise $237 for the Pinwheel Project, which is a local New York charity that brings toys, treats, and activities to kids in the hospital. The only disappointment they had at the fantastic day was that the Enterprise shuttle exhibit was shut down due to Hurricane Sandy damage, but hopefully it will reopen soon. We'll have links to photos in our show notes, and thanks to Chris, SL6744, for that report. I am so jealous of that event. The Intrepid is spectacular. I, I remember years ago I got to, to go there on a field trip back when I still lived in Connecticut, and, and that, that is so cool. I, would, I can't even imagine how awesome that, what that troop must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Going there in armor, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it all started when Golden Gate Garrison Trooper Bobby TK5467 shared a heartwarming San Jose Mercury article, which I'll have a link to in our show notes, about a self-proclaimed Jedi second grader named Lily. When Lily learned about 15-year-old Devin, who was battling cancer, she took it upon herself to help the family by making and selling hand-drawn pictures of Darth Vader and Jedis, along with bracelets and necklaces. Once that article broke, the fundraising effort then took on a life of its own. With the help of her friends, school teachers, and family, a collection drive was taken with the goal of selling the donated items at a yard sale on the morning of February 23, 2013. Thanks to media coverage of Lily's inspiring effort, donations started pouring in from around the world. Touched by the selflessness effort of this generous young Jedi, a team of Golden Gate Garrison Troopers formed Operation Team Devon Support and went to the yard sale to show their support. The operation was named after the Facebook page Team Devon, which is a fundraiser and support page which we'll have a link to, as well as photos from the event in our show notes. Thanks to Edward TK2304 for that report. That was, that was awesome. Can you imagine a second grader I know, having such, a, you know, such empathy for someone that she doesn't even know, she just happened to read about? And, and I love that self-proclaimed Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is so awesome. Here we go. On February 23rd, Members of Garrison Excelsior and their Rebel Legion counterparts attended the first-ever Star Wars Weekend at the Rochester Museum and Science Center. 
In addition to being able to get photos with over a dozen different characters, museum patrons were also able to send postcards from space, a green screen set up with Star Wars-y kind of backgrounds, uh, make hovercraft with uh, balloons and old compact discs, and create mini stop-motion animation clips with clay, a computer, and their imagination. The evening was capped off by a great dinner at the local pub. So we'll have a link to the photos in our show notes as well. Thanks to Nikki, DZ8397, for that report. And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so on the, the other side of the continent, in an effort to raise money and awareness of lung health, two members and two recruits of our Canadian Badlands garrison participated in Operation Storm the Wall at the March 3rd Climb the Wall event at the Sheridan Wall Center Hotel in Vancouver, British Columbia. This was a fundraiser stair climbing event to support the Lung Association. But instead of just supporting and mingling with the climbers and having their pictures taken with the other attendees, Eves, TD9815, set a goal to climb the 48 flights of stairs himself in his full sand trooper gear, sans backpack though. Needless to say, the volunteers and first aid attendants on the 20th and 34th floors were shocked when they saw a trooper tackling the stairs. His time? Eight minutes, 49 seconds. The best time in the competitive group was four minutes, 28 seconds by a gentleman who'd also won the best time the previous two years as well. And for comparison, the best firefighter's time with oxygen tank and mask on was six minutes, 43 seconds. But I bet that firefighter didn't do 30 push-ups after the climb like our man Eves did. So we'll have a link to a cool montage video from this event in our show notes. And cheers to Eve's TD9815 on his climb and for providing that report. I know TKs that can't get 10 steps, so that is incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm just winded reading it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, I, I got the impression that he has done stair climbing events before, but just not in his armor. So I think he was sort of accustomed to what it was going to take, but still, for his first time, he um, his goal had been to do it within 10 minutes. So. Oh, then he fantastic. He did a great job. Yeah. yeah. We need to get him out here and do the Library Tower event in Los Angeles where they climb all the way from, well, I don't know how many stories that building is, like 50, 60 stories or something. Come on, Eves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can do it. There's, um, there's something similar in um, Toronto, too which I'm blanking on the name of the gigantic tower that's in Toronto at the moment. Um, but they have a stair climbing event at that building, too. My kids call it the Tower of Power, and I know that's not their real name. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Toronto Tower. <laughs> if it's not uh, named power, the, the Tower of Power, it should be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, someone will correct me on it. Post in the show notes and tell me how I'm wrong. <laughs> Garrison Titan brought in an astounding $7,133.38 during their photo op shoot fundraiser at the Pacific Northwest's biggest comic convention, Emerald City Con, which took place March 1st through the 3rd in Washington State. With the assistance from the R2 Builders, Rebel Legion, Alpha Base, Cloud City Garrison and Titan's own Havoc Squad, over 60 members, participated in this troop. They posed for over 1,300 photos over the course of 22 hours. And this would be a good moment to welcome photographer Danny Nahn as our newest friend of the Legion. 
Danny's support of Garrison Titan at Emerald City Comic Con has led to thousands of dollars in charity and some darn fine photos. Welcome and thanks for your support, Danny. Speaking of thousands of dollars, all net profits from this event are being donated to Children's Therapy Center in Kent, and Garrison Titan is very excited to be able to bring them such a large check. Great work, troopers. As an added bonus, many Legionnaires got the chance to meet Ray Darth Maul Park, who did a photo session with most of the Legion members, and Billy D. Lando Williams, who were the main Star Wars guests for the con. We'll have a link to photos from Titan's Facebook page in our show notes. And thanks to Titan's PR officer, Tony TK4862, for that report. Okay, did I say earlier that I was dumbfounded by some of the charity stuff our people do? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, this was a this was a photo. Uh, I like photo shoot a trooper. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is awesome. Seven thousand dollars for photos. I mean, that is that is something that everyone should aspire to do. And how ultimately and simple is that? And in twenty two hours, that's that's incredible. That that's yeah. a haul. Let's see, thir- 1,300 photos. I mean, uh, outstanding troopers, outstanding. Yeah, from what I understand, they only requested for a $5 donation per 4x6 um, that you got to take home with you. But so many people were just donating, you know, above and beyond that or got multiple photos. It just really added up, obviously. No, that is so – that's really quite amazing. On March 9th, members of Carolina Garrison paid a visit to 8-year-old Noah and 4-year-old Hunter both of whom experienced near-death events recently in their lives. A little over a month ago, Noah had ran through a plate glass window not realizing it was closed. He was rushed to the local ER, and having lost nearly all of his blood and his vital signs weakening, he was medevaced to Carolina Medical Center and the Levine's Children's Hospital. Noah went through a month-long recovery and is still to this day recovering from his wounds. Once the garrison learned of this, they got the ball rolling and organized troopers to cheer little Noah up. The story of Little Hunter actually started last year when he contracted the E. coli virus from the county fair. Hunter was all over the local news and was put on kidney dialysis. There were times when his family wasn't sure if he would make it. Today, we're so glad to report Hunter and Noah are healthy and recovering from their ordeals. The boys, along with about 20 of their friends and all the requisite parental units, had the time of their lives when Caroline Garrison came to call. Both Hunter and Noah received honorary membership into Carolina Garrison as Imperial Cadets and lots of Star Wars goodies. From Hunter's mom, Lindsay, who was also a firefighter, she wrote, Wanted to send a big thank you out to Carolina Garrison and all the Star Wars characters for coming out and giving these children a very special day. It will be a day we will never forget. This is a very special thing they do for children and their charity Make-A-Wish, which blesses so many children. Thank you again from the bottom of our hearts for all your kindness. And be sure to check out the link in our show notes for a video of the troopers, firefighter Lindsay, and the kids doing the Harlem Shake. And thanks to Todd, TD5766, for that report. (laughs) What is this Harlem Shake thing? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good video. (laughs) 
I tried to order one of those at McDonald's, and they had no idea what it was. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was checking out the video earlier when I was uh, working on the podcast, and my son's like, you're watching a video of the Harlem Shake? <laughs> like it was some sort of crime for an adult to be watching this. Well, you can't miss them. They're everywhere now. Everyone is doing the Harlem <laughs> well, Shake. Well, actually, that's the first video I took the time to watch. So, yeah, that, I guess I'm that. kind of a newbie at that. That's very funny. Well, you know, I was getting tired of Gangnam Style, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, another event that happened this month was the uh, AllCon in Dallas. And um, uh, Amy and I, as well as uh, Nick, our LC, uh, LXO, and uh, Brian had a chance to uh, attend that in person and check out what the amazing troopers in the Star Garrison are doing uh, during AllCon. I have to say, I was really surprised that uh, – how much presence we had there and how awesome all of the people were that were in attendance of this con. Oh, without question. Uh, Cameron, uh, Star's new Garrison CO, I'm, she ran around all weekend. I don't think she had a chance to breathe the entire time. I, I know that there were there were other members definitely contributing, but Cameron, she really went above and beyond. That that was an incredible experience for, for those Star members and for other visiting Garrisons like myself that we had a great time, and, and all of it was, was thanks to, to Star. Yeah, it was awesome. And, and this, you know, AllCon, uh, it was the first time that I'd been to a convention uh, like that. Uh, I've never made the Dragon Con trip yet. Uh, so it definitely has my interest peaked. <laughs> <laughs> You've been missing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I've gone to the San Diego Comic Con and New York Comic Con and the celebrations. And, you know, those are strict, like, cons. And this was uh, a bit of a surprise. So, I mean, obviously I had a good time. Uh, we met a, a huge number of people there, and not just our own. I mean, obviously, you know, we love the 501st and what we do. But with all the others there as well, the, you know, Trekkers and Mandalorians and uh, the different groups, uh, it, it, it always impresses me to see how well the Star Wars community and others come together to, to do some amazing things. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it was expressed to me that this is this is stars like family reunion. This is their time for their members to kick back and get reacquainted with each other. And, and while they're still doing their trooping, they still have all night long to have fun and and really and just go and go wild, as it were. And, and they definitely know how to have fun. Absolutely. So other than the um, people that we mentioned earlier that we just inducted into the 501st, what other, what other kind of honorary members or celebrities or Star Wars people were there? Well, um, uh, Trey Stokes was there, obviously, showing off the Pink Five uh, final episode. And uh, along Terry with Naughton. Trey, yeah, we had Terry, Terry Naughton, Naughton there, who's an amazing artist and great guy. Uh, Steven Stanton was there as well uh, to help support Pink 5, and obviously with the Clone Wars, uh, you know, at that point we hoped was still going on. Uh, uh, Rick Fitz was there, who's been in Star Trek Next Generation and Voyager and a number of other films. So they had a really great number of celebrities there uh, for, you know, autographs and for people to meet and, you know, sort of get to know uh, in person. Uh, a, a number of artists. I mean, it was a really um, sort of well-rounded event. What other kind of activities um, did Star do at the convention? I'm assuming they had a booth of some sort. Yeah, well, oh, there was yeah. the beep, beep, beep event, and then there was the beep, beep, beep event. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying the after hours things. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, sorry. Well, well. <laughs> we had like the uh, Imperial Gladiators, which was absolutely hilarious. Oh, that was really actually fun to watch. 
the Alcon, that that is something you definitely need to take the time to go see because it, it was funny. They, that, right. the, the little activities that they had, the, the little blaster range, and, you know, they had, they had thrown a Mando Merc in with them too, so that was a lot of fun to see, you know, and everybody working together to just have a good time and make that whole that whole gladiator spectacular. <laughs> that was that was good. That was definitely that was, worth, that was worth, worth it. So was that I, like a, a blaster range or some sort of skit that they did? It was actually a lot more like the Trooper Olympics. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot more like that, where they had the the different, uh, and then they they little different. I think they had five or six different competitions going, and and uh, for each one they they earned points, and and of course the biker scout won. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cheaters. Yeah, yeah, we have an advantage. We might hey, have had yeah a little more mobility there. Exactly. And vision, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, and vision. <laughs> yeah. So anything else that happens? Um, do you know uh, any charity totals yet from what they raised? Not yet, no. I haven't yeah, heard anything. Yeah, I'm not sure if they had a chance. Uh, they originally had wanted to do a blast, a trooper, but because of the way the con is laid out, and you know, uh, I guess there were quite a few more tables and things this year, the con was a little more busy, from my understanding, than what it has been in the past. So it wasn't uh, as big of a working event, I guess I could say. As it was, like Amy said, sort of a reunion for uh, all of the troopers in the uh, area areas. Okay, uh, Cameron had mentioned that they had done a DVD and video game drive. I don't know if you saw any of that while you were there. I did not, unfortunately. So uh, we'll have to get the details from Cameron and report on that. Alrighty. So it sounds like a lot of obviously Star Garrison is going to be making plans for this, you know, reunion convention that they have. Uh, so what uh, things could you pass along so that neighboring units or even, you know, people like you as far away as California um, would be interested in traveling down next year for this? What would, well, what would you say to entice them? Well, I would say that, that just the to sort of be there with the other troopers and all of the events that were going on at the con really made it worthwhile. I'm sure that anyone who has gone to uh, Dragon Con, this would be sort of Dragon Con light. Uh, so take that as you will. Um, and, you know, it just it was a great time to go and meet these troopers. I mean, we got to be, you know, part of the, 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 the group photo uh, with the honorary members and with the garrison people and just the ability to sort of, you know, be there with them. Uh, you know, it, it's a con. I mean, it, it made, everything was the whole thing was worthwhile. Yeah, I, I know that uh, I heard that they had actually exceeded their capacity, too, as far as uh, badge sales. So that that alone, I'm sure, will make this uh, <laughs> a, 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 an all-con to remember for everybody involved, including the, the, the con coordinators themselves. Nice. Yeah, I know I was at a convention in Toronto with, that the Canadian Garrison was hosting, and they have they reached building capacity. And there can sometimes be pluses and minuses to that because a lot of people were stuck outside and couldn't get back in, so... Right. Well, you don't want it to be like some of these cons where you hear the horror stories of people waiting outside for three, four hours in the sun and no water and can't get in and, you know, that kind of thing. So there were no lines uh, per se that way. It was busy on Saturday. You know, it got fairly crowded. Um, uh, but it, it was just the, everything about it was, you know, really enjoyable. And then, you know, if you were in the area after hours, of course, perhaps it was more enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> I do think I saw one of our troopers floating uh, in the hot tub, fully armored as well. <laughs> yeah, that was good. There's a few shots you can find on Facebook. Yeah, that I'm was sure great. he was just he was tired of trooping and just needed to you know relax his muscles right away. So, 
<laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> Many of our units will be participating in St. Patrick Day parades this coming weekend. Our Connecticut garrison has actually already marched in theirs, the Greater New Haven St. Patrick's Day Parade, and won first place in the Best Community Organization category to boot. I think that might be the third year in a row. Congrats to CTG, and good luck to all our other troops marching this weekend. And we'll have a link to the article from the Greater New Haven St. Patrick's Day Parade. Nicely done. On Friday, March 22nd, the film The Force Within Us, which is a sequel to The Force Among Us, uh, will have its official red carpet premiere at the historic Arcadia Theater located in beautiful downtown St. Charles, Illinois. This is free and open to the public. Uh, the festivities will start at approximately 6.30 with a red carpet walk, cast and crew arrivals. Of course, the 501st will be there to greet all the fans as well. Live music will be performed by the Robert Hines Band and I Decline. Uh, both bands contributed music for the film. So the film itself will be shown in its entirety starting at 7.30 p.m. Speaking of Midwest Garrison members, they actually helped producer-director Chris Mock this morning, in fact, March 13th, when the WGN news crew invaded his home to film six segments and talk about the release of The Force Within Us. Coincidentally, Star Wars fans Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith were actually at WGN Studios while the live segment crew was out at Chris Mock's house. We'll have a link to one of those segments in our show notes. Be sure to check out TheForceAmongUs.com for information on how to buy one of the only 1,000 copies of The Force Within Us on DVD. Way to steal my segment, LCO girl. Oh, you know it. I, I had so much fun doing, in, being in the, in the Force Among Us that, you know, I, I, I can't wait to, to be there on hand to, to actually troop uh, his, his second installment. So. Yeah, this should be fun That'll to be see, too. Fun. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Mock, he's, he's really, he's a great guy. He, you know, he's, he's definitely got his heart in the right place with as far as Star Wars. So what kind of things did Midwest Garrison contribute to the sequel? Uh, a lot of it is uh, interviews. Um, it's about uh, basically the day-to-day -day existence of the troopers, trying to dispel some of that, that nerd living in the basement type thing going on. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, what, we, what we do as Legion members and, and the types of events that we do, the, the incredible amount of work that we all do for charity and the, the amount of money that we raise, and, and the guys that were actually in it, um, you know, they show off their costumes, they talk about their own experiences uh, trooping, and it, it's, it's, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they did, because I, I haven't been able to see any of the, the, the early footage, so I, I can't wait to, to check it all out. That sounds great. It's about time someone tried to dispel that whole, hold on, I'm going to come up for dinner in a minute, uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, come on, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. So Nordic Garrison will, for the fourth year in a row, be hosting troopers from all over the region when Star Wars Weekend returns to Legoland Billund in Denmark. So far, over 80 troopers from seven 501st units and the Rebel Legion are signed up for the June 15th through 16th weekend of fun. Lodging and meals... 
breakfast and lunch will be provided to the first 100 volunteers. So if you're a Legion member and wish to participate, you better contact Nordic Garrison ASAP. As many of you are aware, Star Wars Celebration 2 is coming up this July in Essen, Germany. We're pleased to report that R2KT herself is going to be able to make the trip overseas and visit her European fans for the first time. Also traveling out of the Carolina port will be the 501st Legion Rose Parade Lego Diorama. Alvin Johnson wanted to let listeners know that the Diorama is still in need of generic Lego minifigures for the spectators in the stands. We're within 150 figures of our goal. Folks can even write their names on the back of the figure and be vicariously in the diorama. Plus, all donations get a name check on the sponsors list. Learn more on the project on its website, www.alvinjohnson.com slash 501st Legion slash diorama. You know, that, uh, I, if you, I don't know if you've been keeping up on the pictures of that, but that is starting to look so fun. Yeah. And I can't believe that he's going to automate the whole thing and actually have animatronics and everything. Right, Albin? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not so much. If you but spot still. to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but the, the, the pictures look great. So that's going to be fun. WonderCon is coming. Uh, Southern California Garrison will be attending WonderCon next month. That is March 29, 30, and 31st. We're still really in uh, sort of the planning stages. Uh, obviously, we'll be joined by uh, the local garrisons in the area. We, uh, I believe, you know, Central California Garrison, Golden Gate Garrison, maybe our friends over in uh, Reno, etc. will be coming in for WonderCon. I believe, uh, as I understand it, this will now be a new convention down in Anaheim uh, going forward. So whether WonderCon moves back to San Francisco under its own name at some point has yet to be seen, but we're expecting to have WonderCon Anaheim uh, as an annual convention from now on. All right, and I heard that there is a, a dinner for 501st members at Speed. Yes, we are in the process of that, so we're going to try to post the information up on our Legion boards for 501st members as soon as we have the, the final information within probably the next three or four days. Excellent. Sounds like it'll be a fun time. I think it should be. (laughs) (laughs) You're not sure? (laughs) It's WonderCon. It has to be fun. (laughs) It's going to be wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. (laughs) Wunderbar. Oh, no, wait. That's C2, the Wunderbar. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, So for uh, more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Ruku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from um, many of our Legion units as they can gather into the data form. Uh, this will be – well, there's a link to it on the uh, the show notes. It's rukodepot.com slash category slash 501st slash data burst from the 501st. Yeah, we're really appreciative that they go and, and scour all of our unit pages for us and compile that data because so far we haven't been able to automate that ourselves, but I'm – hoping maybe we can get the web team to be able to do that once they finish our forum upgrades. Crossing our fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't see me. It's not a video call. Yeah. And it's been a while, but we have a little interview that we'd like to do on the 501st cast. 
We've talked about uh, this group called the Galactic Academy uh, for uh, quite a few episodes on the 501st cast, dating all the way back to like 2010 at the very least. Um, But we've never had a member of the staff on our show to explain to everyone what the Galactic Academy is all about. So we thought we'd go ahead and do that. So I'd like to welcome William uh, TX9076 from Star Garrison to the show. Howdy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, So some people might already be aware that the Galactic Academy is basically like a junior Star Wars costuming group. Um, But could you tell us a little bit more about what the the main premise is and what the goal is for the Galactic Academy? Well, um, the Galactic Academy started basically back at C5. And um, it really how it started was just a place where we'd have a web page and kids could apply for membership and they could show their friends on this web page as part of the Star Wars group. Well, as kids go, they want to troop with the big kids. And all of a sudden, with this little bitty, kind of like a, almost like a fan site, um, an actual costuming club grew. Um, and so the goal of the Galactic Academy is basically to help bring up the future of the 501st and the Rebel Legion and other Star Wars costuming groups, but also to help instill the spirit of charity and giving into the future generations of Star Wars fans. Excellent. Um, So you mentioned that it sort of really took off at, at C5. I know my two kids were in the group photo. So I'm mom to uh, CTC, I believe it is, um, 0011, and uh, CTC 0152. Um, So we're we're familiar with the Galactic Academy in our house. Um, And like you mentioned, they get to go on the website and they get the the cool little ID numbers that I just rattled off. Um, How many kids have we uh, inducted, or I should say, have uh, been accepted into the Galactic Academy so far? Uh, Our last count was uh, 435 worldwide, um, and basically in a two-year period. Excellent. And they're they're basically ranging from, you know, a few months old. Oh, no, no, no. Our youngest one uh, came in a few hours old. (laughs) <laughs> they, That's right. There was the the, the princess, the baby princess Leia. The par- the dad had made the blanket and everything. How she was uh, presented at the end of Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we go all the way up to. Do we have too many that are like at the upper end, the seventeen, sixteen? Um, we have a nice. Pers- we have several fifteen-year-olds. Um, and some 16-year-olds, and like I, I have a 15-year-old, and he's already working on his armor for 501st when he's in a couple of years when he's ready to go to the 501st. He's actually already starting to work on his stuff. So uh, at 18, he can roll right into the as a as a TK in the 501st. Nice. Uh, so we mentioned that there was about 400 members worldwide. Do you have any like counts of how many different countries that represents? <laughs> or um, you can like rattle off a, some of the um, countries that. Basically, um, well, besides the United States, we have um, several in Canada, 
Australia is our second largest membership base right now, followed closely behind with Germany and hung- Hungary. Hungary, sorry, um, Belgium. Um, we're getting a lot more coming out of Central America, um, coming out of South America, um, England, France. I mean, it's we're blowing up. And then I've been contacted by the leader of the 501st Russian outpost, um, and she was telling me she's got seven to eight um, teenage kids that are wanting to join as well. So, yeah, we're just we're getting larger and larger literally every day. And it is truly a worldwide organization. Now, obviously, listeners to the 501st cast are familiar that we have uh, very sort of strict, some people call, standards on what our costumes need to look like based on the events that we get asked to attend. Um, but for the Galaxy Academy, it's really different, isn't it? Basically, we want any uh, – we have had pictures of a kid with just a clone helmet on. Our thing is is we don't turn any children away. Um we want every child to feel accepted. But I will have to say, after Celebration 6, the kids have taken it up a notch. We have kids that are wearing costumes that would clear the CRLs for the Rebel Legion and the 501st. Um, and a lot of these are the kids that like the troop. They, they want to wear the real thing, too. But we'll let anything in. But I can tell you right now, the kids have definitely... Um, been very impressed with what I've been seeing the kids wearing now. Oh, cool. I mean, it's nice that, you know, we don't have any restrictions, but the people that want to take it up a notch are have free reign. So it's nice to be able to let, to be very inclusive, which is uh, a good thing for kids that age. They're very, not sure what the word I'm looking for, not impressionable. Well, they are impressionable, but we just want to be, Friendly to everyone and let everyone in who wants to share in the fandom. So um, I guess after um, a child or their parents apply their child to the Galactic Academy, uh, what what they can, can they expect? Well, basically, once the application process is done and we, we have a pretty good uh, turnaround, we have had a few problems with the website here and there that delays it sometimes, but... Um, with the parents' permission or guardian's permission, um, it will um, their picture and the little bio information about them will appear on the website. One of the other things that I was curious about, as far as what could they expect afterwards, um, at least I know when I'm talking to parents at events, when I'm telling them about the Galactic Academy, um, obviously they're asking about dues. They're asking about things like. Uh, will there be meetings? Um, they ask things like, how will they know um, about events that their kids can go to? So do you have any uh, tips for any of those kind of questions? Yes. First of all, we don't charge any dues whatsoever. Um, we don't have any meetings. Um, and we have an events page where we are trying, where we're getting our um, staff is working to start posting events when they are available to attend. And so, I mean, that's what we have going on right now. Um, but, yeah, no, there's no there, – there, it, it costs nothing to be part of the Galactic Academy, um, and we don't expect you to attend meetings. We don't expect you to attend events. Once a kid's a member, they're a member forever. Um, but now if they want to attend events, um, 
They can check out our events page. Um, they can also send us questions at info at galacticacademy.com. That's an email. And that goes to all the um, staff, uh, senior staff members. And, uh, you know, we can definitely point them in the right direction of what's coming up. Um, we're, we're in the process of trying to do more events and getting more active staff members to help us out around the world. All right. And one of the big events that the Galactic Academy was able to participate in just recently, obviously, was AllCon in your neck of the woods. Yes. Um, so what kind of things were Galactic Academy members able to participate in while they were there at the con? Well, on Friday, we had what we call the Imperial Gladiator Games, where we you have to have armor, and it's, it's basically 501st, and we suit up, and we have all these different competitions. Well... I went in representing the Galactic Academy, and I had a young cadet acting as my helper slash cheerleader. So we went in, and we had fun. Um, you know, it was it was a great time for both of us, and it was really cool because they instead of introducing me as you know member of Star Garrison Five Hundred First, they introduced me as part of the, as the Galactic Academy um, staff. And so we kind of you know gets our name out, so all the other kids could perk up. Oh wow, that's us. And then we rolled out a brand-new convention game. We're calling it the Pod Race because, as you know, the 501st has always had the droid hunt. And, mm -hmm. you know, kids are like, well, you know, the, you know once again, parent, the big kids get to do the droid hunt, you know, and the cadets don't. And so we were batting around ideas of what we could do where the kids could participate and have an event all their own. So we came up with a photo scavenger hunt, and we did um, – we called it – we're calling it the pod race, and we run it two categories right now. We ran a six and under age category and then a seven and up. And the six and under were given ten characters to go find and have their picture taken with. And the older kids were given 15. And they would come back, and then we would have prizes, and we gave out prizes, you know, until we ran out. We also had grand prizes for the first winners of each age group. Um the key thing with that, though, is that, you know, it, the kids couldn't just do it by themselves. It, they had to have a parent or legal guardian with them to do this event because they're walking around, you know, most of it were 501st members in different costumes. But, you know, we had, like, go find Iron Man, go find R2-D2, go find G.I. Joe, um, go find a Stormtrooper, you know, stuff like that where they go and then they get their picture and they, they come back and – they either have it on their their phone or their digital camera, and they showed us, and they had the, they checked off the list. They got a prize. Um, it was really successful. The kids loved it, um, and, and I think it also enhances their con experience too because they're going out and meeting different characters. And then after that event, we had our group photo as well as the induction as as an honorary cadet, um, Stephen Stanton, the voice of Tarkin on the Clone Wars. Admiral Tarkin now, and so, so the and then the presentation. The kids were there, and they got to present him with his plaque, and his and his name badge, and you know a couple other little gifts as well. And then we had a group photo, and, and um, Stephen was great to, to be in the photo with us. And awesome. yes. And um, going back to the the pod race, was that. Um was that open to any kids that were attending the convention? Yeah, or Yes, it was, because we, okay. we ended up picking three new recruits out of it. Excellent. Uh, before all con <laughs> was over, they'd already submitted their applications. 
<laughs> so yes, no, no, it's definitely it was open for all kids, um, and okay. that's how you know. Anytime we've done a photo shoot, we've always let any kids that want to, whether they're in or not. Um, and normally, immediately after the conventions, <clears throat> we're getting the you know we get applications in for the kids to become cadets. Um, no, we at conventions we turn no one away. We definitely want all the kids to you know. There's nothing we don't want anybody to go away unhappy. We want everybody to have a good time. Right. Um, so I know you're just like suffering kind of through these growth spurts right now. Um, do you think in the future there will be information on the website to help parents make some of these uh, more advanced costumes that some of these kids are striving for nowadays? Um, yes, there will be. Um, we're actually – well, right now we have a charter committee. We're actually writing our charter just like the other clubs, um, we are going to have a section where we're like, um, the clubs, they have their CRLs. We're going to have some, you know, we're going to have along the same lines, but we're going to have like how to, how to, how do you make a, a Jawa costume? How do you make a, a stormtrooper? How do you make an Ewok? And we're also going to list, you know, there, there's a couple companies that actually make, um, kids armor. And so we're going to, you know, not an, not an endorsement or recommendation, but we'll have links to their sites as well. Um, to you know, because you know that's the hardest thing is we have people. Well, my son wants to be a stormtrooper, and it's like, yeah, the only thing out there right now, you know, you know, most people it's adult kit. So we've been looking for people that make um, the littler kits. Um, so we can definitely point people in the right direction, but no, we're going to, we're definitely going to be putting up how to's, um, just so people know, like, you know, we, I, I want to make my kid Jedi robes or an Imperial officer. We, we have all, we're going to have all those up and running. Um, that is on our, that is definitely on our to-do list. Um, it's probably one of the next committees we're going to be starting here soon. Once we get a charter written and adopted. Excellent. And I know that the, um, one of our most recent events up here in Garrison Excelsior, um, I was the event coordinator and photographer, so I was running around and uh, I was just wearing my 501st um, shirt. I wasn't in costume, but I brought my costume with me, and uh, my son decided to try it on, So, which I, I'm ashamed to say that even though he's not quite 10 yet, he's about my height. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so now he has totally... He had been uh, in the Galactic Academy with just a Ruby's clone trooper. That's how I'm, um, my kids do. Mm-hmm. But now that he's worn my Jawa, well, he wants a Jawa of his own, and so and he wants a better mask than Mom has. So, <laughs> of so we're going through and and researching uh, how to make that all over again, and uh, hopefully Mom can get some upgrades out of the process too here. Exactly. Uh, my my. <laughs> My boys, they 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 saw at um, they saw the picture I brought back from C six, and they saw um, one of our cadets as a clone commando, and they have been hounding me nonstop to become a commando. Yeah, yeah. My my son was also that was his first choice was getting because um, he has the five hundred first Legion Ruby's clone trooper costume, and he wanted the real you know yes. the real thing in, in plastic, not. Styrofoam. Exactly. Uh, so it was either between that or the commandos, but yeah. he has, he's not, even though he's already my height, he still hasn't quite reached his growth spurt, so we're kind of 
procrastinating about that part. Uh, yeah, and, and and the five hundred first members out there, we we know we pay a small fortune for our, our plastic, and so we are. I mean, we really would. I would love to be able to get someone that says, "Oh yeah, we can make it," and you know, you're looking at two hundred bucks for the kit. Um, even though that is kind of pricey, it's still cheaper than the six hundred we pay for the big kids' armor. Because the problem is kids outgrow it, and that is something else we've talked about. Maybe a you know a hand it down program. Maybe when if your kids once they finish the academy or they outgrow something that we might set something up where you might donate it or at a reduced cost or something <clears throat> to, to keep you know we can hand stuff down to other kids as well. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's it's something that we're looking at too as well, um, but. Uh, I don't – I'm one of those when – if a kid wants to come out and we're at an event and we're doing something and they have a Ruby's Darth Vader, that's fine. They don't – you know, to me, they don't have to, you know, go out and have, like, this movie authentic because they're kids. And to me, the biggest thing is a lot of our events, they're, they're either helping other kids or they're raising money for charity, and that's the most important thing. It was like at C6, the kids helped at Shoot a Trooper. And mm-hmm. and their two hours, they raised over six hundred dollars. Yeah. And their two hours at that event, um, they've um, I've had kids they they raised um, a hundred and fifty dollars for Make a Wish in like a seven hour period, um, just selling stuff. Um, we just had a young lady in California help raise over four thousand dollars for a family that was suffering with cancer. Um. So, I mean, the kids are definitely getting out there and doing stuff, and I think that's the most important part is teaching them to give back to community. Actually, the the girl that you were mentioning in California, was that Lily? Yes, Lily. Okay. Yeah, we, we were just talking about her earlier in the podcast. I was wondering if it was the same girl. It is the same girl, yes. Excellent. So um, did she know about the Galactic Academy at all? She does. Was she already? She does now. She does now. Okay. Oh, does she ever. We, as, soon as, we, as soon as word got to us, we jumped. Oh, as soon yeah. as we found out, we, we definitely got moving on this. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely like a, a poster child, you know, the epitome of, of what I picture Galactic Academy members being people, or I should say kids being a totally enthusiastic about Star Wars and, and interested in helping their community and, and kids that they don't even know, like this, like Lily yes, did for Dallas. Exactly. And, and another big changes that are coming up from Alcon, and I really, really want to thank um, our new LCO Amy and the LPR Brian and then Nick Alex. So they sat down with me and a couple other staff members and we were kind of just laying out, you know, every, kind of like what you and I do about the Galactic Academy, and they want to make sure that we're going to get links up. So because we get underage people that want to be in the 501st, well, if you're under 18, click here, and it's going to take them to the Facebook page, or it's going to, I mean, it'll take them to the website, which they can also get to our Facebook page from there. Um, but um, there was real enthusiasm from the Com- Legion Command staff on. Um, working more with the academy which is which is great um and helping get the the word of the academy out to the other garrisons and outpost yeah you didn't get to uh hear it because you weren't uh here when we had amy and nick on earlier in the show so you're gonna have to go back and listen to the top of the episode because amy was raving about you 
And uh, so you have to take a listen to that, and probably your ears will start turning pink. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it was it was awesome opportunity that everyone was able to gather at Alcon. I'm really jealous. Well, I mean, it's one of the things, too, that I um, we kind of run a running joke because most of the inductions of honorary cadets has come out of Star Garrison, but we've just been lucky to have the events and um, my my Garrison. And I'm really going to give a shout-out to the North Texas squad leader, David Petty. He has been so helpful at any time the GAs want to do something with with the garrison, a lot of our big troops are big cons are up in North Texas area and the Dallas market. He has always offered us a table, offered us just a spot. He's helped out with special events for us. I mean, so it is really awesome when we get a lot of the garrisons and the squads that um, basically embrace the academy and they see the future of it as well. And it's that's why we well. All right, I got to we got the Galactic Academy at Fan Days. We inducted Dave Prowse, Darth Vader, and the Emperor into the Galactic Academy. We also got a group photo. Well, while they were there, they were nice to take a group photo with Star Garrison. At this time, because of the Galactic Academy, Star Garrison is the only Garrison to have a photo with Vader and the Emperor together. Because that was the first <laughs> time we've been together in a room since the end of Jedi. Wow. So, I mean, it, it brought goosebumps too, but it was just, <laughs> but it was just awesome because they gave us the space and I was so nice to return the favor um, to them as well. Uh, it, but it, and the embracing by the Star Wars community to the Academy as well. They love seeing the kids and the costumes and the kids doing events and the kids helping raise money. It just, you know, it kind of gives everybody a nice warm glow. <laughs> yep. And so, but yeah. Um, so we've mentioned um, sort of in, in passing here and there during the course of the conversation, um, the Galactic Academy uh, website and Facebook. Uh, and obviously we'll have those links in our show notes too, so people can click on them. Um, but if you wanted to tell people where the Galactic Academy can be found online. It is www.galactic-academy.com. You've got to put the hyphen in or you're going to a rock group, I believe, last time I checked. <laughs> um, but And then we have a link directly to our Facebook page. Um, at my last count, we have – actually, i got the Facebook page pulled up right here. Um, we currently have a total of 2,000 – 188 followers on the uh, Facebook page. Nice. Yes. Um, and that's where we'd also post a lot of events. When kids do things, that's where a lot of the pictures will go straight to the Facebook page. Um, now, we also have for our um, – we started forming campuses, um, which is our version of Garrison's because we've gotten that big. Um the we have a Facebook page right now. It's uh, for the Hungarian campus, which is the Mandalorian campus. Um, our campuses are named after planets. Um, okay. we, we currently have um, the Coruscant campus, which is North America. We have the Hoth campus, which covers England, Scotland, and Ireland. 
We have the Alderon campus, which covers Australia, New Zealand, and for Nick, Tasmania. Uh, <laughs> and um, then, then we have the Mandalore campus, which is covering um, basically because of Hungary, Poland, Czechoslovakia. Um, like I said, Russia will soon be starting on, and we are reaching out because we desperately need to get a Germany campus going because we got Celebration Europe coming up and would love to have um, some Galactic Academy um, represented at Celebration. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes. All right. Well, it sounds like the Galactic Academy has definitely grown enormously since my little guy joined as number 11. Yes. My, <laughs> my, my, my little guy was in that photo, too, and he was the second member in the Galactic Academy from Texas, and he was basically the 100 and, like, 20th or 130th. I've got – I have four kids in the academy, so I'm trying to remember all their numbers now. It's, it's <laughs> fun. Um, but, yeah, uh, he was like the – he was um, – basically my kids were two, three, and four members from the state of Texas. Now it's ridiculous. It's like watching it grow is, is just – it is just fantastic. And like I said, the little baby melted my heart. When the dad posted that, I was just like, oh. <laughs> you know, I can say we – our youngest member is hours old. <laughs> Yeah, that was neat that he found the actual little blanket yeah. and all that to, to wrap her in. And, and something I really look forward to in the next few years is when we start having new troopers in the 501st and you go up and they go, I was I started in the academy. That is, mm -hmm. that, that, that's going to be kind of awesome when we start seeing our ranks fill up from the kids that started in the Galactic Academy that went to the 501st or went to the Rebel Legion or Mando Mercs or the other Star Wars clubs. I mean – that in itself is going. That, that shows that our 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 hobby and our club is set forever. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, is there anything else that you can think of that you'd like to to talk about for the Galactic Academy? Um, just basically, we're we're to have fun. Uh, we're trying to get to more conventions as possible. Um. I am working, hopefully, to pull it off, that we will be making an appearance at Chicago Comic Con in August. Um, we're working di diligently to have representation at Celebration Europe. Um, I know the, the Australia has a lot of events, um, and so we're definitely working on getting the event pages out there. Um, but also... Um, parents, especially if your parents are members of the 501st, check with your garrison, check with your outposts. Nine times out of ten, the kids can come with you. The key thing, though, is we're not a babysitting service. An adult has to be with that child. We can't just – people can't just come drop their kids off or go troop and not look after their kids because, um, I mean, you know, the, not just the liability, it's just the safety of the children. Um, and that is one of the, that's one of the things that is going into our charter is there has to be a responsible adult for the children, um, mm -hmm. period. Um, but, yeah, no, just, you know, get out, have fun. Um, I had someone ask me because why did y'all's garrison make so much money at Shooter Troop? I go because I take my 11-year-old, he puts on his Boba Fett, and he talks smack before they start shooting, and he talks smack when they miss him. Um, <laughs> you know, he was at, at Comic Palooza two years ago. He was the most popular person at, at Shooter Trooper, which is no longer – I'm sorry, Blaster Trooper now. Um, with, with True, yes. <laughs> but, but he was the most popular person then um, because 
he put on a show, he got out there, and what that did was they got more people throwing in money. And for some reason, people like shooting their kids. I don't understand. <laughs> um, especially if it's their own. I don't know how much I spent trying to hit my own son. <laughs> but no. I think, it's the, I think it's the higher energy level. Exactly. I think they're able to, uh, to sustain that a bit longer than us, uh, us old fogies. Definitely. But no, it's, it's just have fun, enjoy it, and don't feel you have to have a top of the line. I mean, if it's just, you know, a Boba Fett T-shirt and a Boba Fett hat, hey, guess what? You're coming in the Academy. Um, exactly. Yep. Come, have fun, and enjoy yourself. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, William, for coming on and, and talking to us about the Galactic Academy. I think this is long overdue, but but I think it's great to hear how uh, how much everything has grown recently. Yes, definitely. It, it, it's, um, it, it's leaps and bounds from the beginning days at Celebration 5. And, and it's definitely grown beyond what the original staff thought it was going to do. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it used to just be, oh, look, you have your picture on a website. but It went from your picture but, on a website to I want a troop and help raise money. Yeah. yeah hey, but, you, know. you know, we're willing to, to turn the group into whatever the kids want it to be. Exactly. And you know what? If it's the kids want to go out there and kids are doing good in this day and age, there's nothing wrong with that. Definitely. <laughs> Well, thanks again, William. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. This episode's shout-out goes to our January Trooper of the Month, Dan Bergeron, TK3967 of Wisconsin Garrison. Dan was recently diagnosed with cancer, and his treatments have confined him to home. But even as things have become difficult, he has helped three prospective new members to construct their costumes. Dan draws inspiration from a young boy he met while trooping whose cancer was in remission. That boy never gave up and fought on. Now months later, Dan is in his shoes fighting cancer and remembers the lesson he learned. Never give up and fight on. So we're with you in your battle, Dan. Your courage and dedication to the Legion, even in the face of personal hardship, embodies the spirit of the 501st Legion. And we are honored to call you Trooper of the Month. Our congratulations also go out to Arnaud, ID1462 of French Garrison, Philip, TD7076 of German Garrison, and Steve, ID3052 of Midwest, Midwest Garrison, all who displayed service to the Legion deserving of recognition. Keep up the good work, troopers. Now, some of our giveaways haven't worked out so well the past few episodes, so we're going to try a good old-fashioned sort of trivia question. During this episode, we have announced a lot of different charitable donations that our units have made. So we want you to go back through and listen to this episode again. Yes, we're going to force you to do that. And write down all of the donation amounts that we have mentioned. And whoever gets closest to the correct total of how much we raised from the events based in this episode will win a patch of the, the 501st Cast logo. So you can send in your answers to podcast at 501st.com, or you can make uh, a post on our Facebook page, or you can post it in our show notes at 501st.com slash podcast. A dollar fifty. <laughs> Two twenty-five. <laughs> I'm trying to throw them off in case they're calculating right now. Yeah, just keep throwing up numbers. <laughs> so... Give it a shot, guys. Just Absolutely. Come on. Let's see what we did for charity, and uh, uh, we're going to have some great giveaways coming up in the next couple of episodes. 
As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com forward slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of the Legion news while driving, sitting at the office, doing nothing, working out, you know, whatever it is. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as the 501st Legion or go to facebook.com forward slash the 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501st Legion or go to twitter.com forward slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright 2013, Lucasfilm Limited, and trademark, all rights reserved, used under authorization. This is not Sean Connery, and you're listening to the 501st cast. This is Captain Rex, and you're listening to the 501st cast. This is Clone 2654, and you're listening to the 501st cast. <laughs>